1: Hello and
0: welcome. There's a song called Money Makes the World Go Round. It's from the play and movie Cabaret. Liza Minnelli and Joel Gray sang that. It talks about the idea that money is the most important thing because if you didn't have money, you would be poor and you would be hungry and you wouldn't have anything. But really, is it always about money? So let's think about how people look at money. There are those that worship at the altar of money. They will do whatever it takes to earn that money, to invest and reap the benefits of that money. And there are those who go completely opposite, that money does not govern their lives. That they can exist without having to worship at the altar of money. But realistically, money really does make the world go round. It is a currency that we all rely on. Because without money, we couldn't pay our bills, buy the essentials, go on trips, treat ourselves to gifts, spa days, etc. So, how can we look at money? in a more holistic way. Well, Benjamin Franklin, he was one of the co-founders of the United States of America. He wrote back in the 1700s, time is money. Now, what he meant by that was time is money, meaning that in order to earn money, you have to spend time doing it. But I like to think about time is money in a different way. Because what is your time actually worth? Is it worth money or is it worth so much more? Now, don't get me wrong. I like money as everyone else does. But I don't feel that I'm bound by money only when I'm doing things or when I'm planning to do things because it's not always about the money. And I'll explain in a moment what I mean by that. About 12 years ago, my job was eliminated from the financial institution that I was working for. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And a friend of mine suggested that a local uh, nonprofit was hiring someone as their fundraising coordinator. Now, I had done similar work in the marketing department of the financial institution that I was working for. And so I thought, you know what? I'll take a chance. I'll I'll apply for the job, thinking that I would stay maybe a few months to give me a chance to find something else. Well, as it turned out, I ended up staying there for 5 years. <laughs> so, a little bit more than the few months that I originally thought. But what I discovered about working for this nonprofit is that it was definitely not about the money. First of all, I took about a $10,000 pay cut <laughs> to work at this nonprofit. But at the time, I didn't have a choice because I didn't have my job. So I was happy to take on this type of work. And working for a nonprofit means that yes, there is a budget, but it's really lean. And you rely on volunteers to help with a lot. You also rely on fundraising events. You rely on the generosity of donors. You rely on funding that you can get from the government. And you rely on sponsorship. So it's a variety of different means of making money for the nonprofit so that it can use those funds to continue the work that is part of their mission. So, for me as a fundraising coordinator, my first thought when I was talking about the work that I was doing was to bring awareness. Is bring awareness because if you didn't know that the fundraising event existed, if you didn't know that the nonprofit existed, how could you expect? Them to support you. And so I always tried to make it more about the awareness piece, why they should donate, support the event, because it's really about the why. Why does anyone do anything? And if you believe in the cause, if you believe in the mission, if you believe in the organization, if you believe in what the organization is doing, then you're more apt to support it. And so for me, it was always about the awareness. And then out of the awareness would come the support or the money in this case. And when you think about why you do anything, do you think about the dollars and cents first? Or do you think about the opportunity that it's giving you? So if you're looking for a career change, yes, it's nice to make more money. But is that additional money going to translate into a better experience at this new job? And let's think about working as an entrepreneur. You are working for yourself. So you need to work extra hard to get the clients, to get the jobs, so to speak, to earn the money, pay the bills, (laughs) and to allow yourself either the essentials or the luxuries or both. But when you're looking at putting yourself out there, so you're promoting yourself, you're advertising your, your services or advertising the products that you sell, what value do you put on those products and services? But more importantly, what value do you put on yourself? You know, it's always about that worth, that self-worth. Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I should charge that because it seems like a lot of money. And what if somebody doesn't pay that money? And what if they don't support me? And if I, if I don't get the jobs and if I don't get the clients, then my business is a failure and I'm a failure. That can really warp your sense of worth and, and really mess with your mindset. So at the end of the day, you have to consider what is your time worth? So getting back to what Benjamin Franklin was saying, time is money. Your time is worth more than money. It's your time. It's your effort. It's your energy. It's your commitment to your, your dream, your vision, your goal of why you started your business in the first place. And yes, it's nice to get that money for a job that you worked so hard and put so much effort into it don't devalue yourself consider all that you are putting into it because you have something important to share with the world you have something unique something special and because of that you should own it and don't be afraid to Put yourself first. Instead of worrying about whether somebody's going to buy it or hire you for your services, consider, in fact, flipping it around and saying how lucky they should be to hire you for your services, how grateful and fortunate they will be to buy your products. And so you need to think about what value you are offering to the world. And when you think about how to stretch a dollar, you know, there's so many websites that talk about coupons and, you know, different ways of saving money. Buying perhaps no-name products when it's more affordable or perhaps eating at home more often than eating out. There's different ways that you can save money. I think about my mother-in-law, Carmella. Now, Carmella had three boys and she were, she was a single mom for a number of years. She worked, I believe, uh, she worked as a, as a sewing machine operator. So it didn't pay a lot of money, but she was able to look after her boys, make sure that they were fed. That the clothes that they had what they needed, and it was the essentials that they had, so there wasn't a lot of money for extras and Then, when Carmella retired from her job, she was living in her own apartment in a in a seniors complex, and she was getting the usual pension, old age pension and I believe CPP, and I'm not even sure what else, but it wasn't a lot of money, and yet Carmella always had food in the fridge. She always had coffee available for you. She always had money at Christmas time. She gave all the grandchildren money for Christmas. And I marveled at how she was able to do that on such a small budget. And yet she was able to do it. And she never was without anything. Because Carmella put a value on what her money meant to her. Instead of buying a whole bunch of stuff and hoarding toilet paper and whatnot, she would spend her money on good quality products and only what she needed. Good quality products. Let's think about that for a second. So instead of buying, let's talk about clothes. Okay, let's talk about clothes for a second. Instead of buying a whole bunch of stuff, T-shirts, pants, a number of discounted places, why not consider buying one or two really good pieces? Something of quality, something that's going to last a long time, something that is more classic, something that is not going to go out of style. You know, so investing in that really good jacket or that really beautiful sweater, something that is going to last a long time. And yes, you may spend a few more dollars than something that is cheaper, so to speak, but it's going to last you a long time. I remember I was looking for a a purse a little while ago, and usually I, I buy purses on sale, you know, something... 20, thirty bucks, use it lasts usually about a year and and then I have to buy another one. <laughs> so when I was looking for a purse, I stopped in at uh, Danier Now Danier if you're not if you don't know what this company is, they make leather products so purses, jackets, pretty much everything you can think of they make out of leather. and I remember I popped in to just look around. And I happened to notice that they had this beautiful green purse. Now, green's my favorite color, and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was this crossbody purse. I picked it up, draped it over my body to see how it would look. It looked perfect, but it was on sale for eighty dollars. It's time that I bought something of quality. So I, I bought the purse on sale for eighty dollars, and it's a gorgeous purse. And this is something. That it's going to last a long time because it's made out of leather, not vinyl, it's not, you know, imitation leather. It's the real deal. And so for me, that was an investment in something of quality that I will look after because first of all, it's green and beautiful and I love it and I will cherish it and look after it. So when you think about things that are important to you, Now I'm not talking about money or things. I'm talking about people, people that you cherish, the family, the friends. And when you think about helping someone, volunteering to help someone, you want to do it, no expectation of of money or payment, because you value what you are doing to help that person. I think about my work, I call it work, but more of a, it's more of a joy, something of a passion
1: of mine. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Cundell, and everyone at my company, the SoundOff Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email. Matt at or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.
0: I, th- I think about Zumba. I'm a Zumba instructor. Uh, it'll be 12 years in February that I've been teaching Zumba. And for the most part, I teach at community centers. And I, I charge what the going rate is for other instructors. So I You know, before I got into it, I I started thinking, what's a reasonable amount to charge per class? And I know that some people charge a lot and some people undercharge. But I decided to go with what the average was. And the average is about $10 a class. And I was comfortable with that. And occasionally I would offer maybe once a year and say, hey, here's a Christmas special or Black Friday special or Here's a summer special, and I would knock off a percentage off a class. And I don't have a lot of students. You know, I don't have hundreds of students in my class. The most I've ever had in a class is about 15. But on average, I get anywhere between eight to ten students. And I'm okay with that because it's it's a smaller class. I get to know who my students are. I know them by name. I know about their families. I, I know about their daily lives because we talk. we become friends instead of participants. In fact, I have a few people who've been with me <laughs> for the 12 years, or they it, it will be 12 years that they've been with me, and others that have been with me for eight years. This is a commitment. This is they come every week to do Zumba with me. Now, why do they come all this time? Why do they come to my class? There's so many Zoom instructors that they could go to. And it's because of the value that they feel that they are getting from coming to my class. They like me as an instructor. They like the music. And that is worth any amount of money. Now, when I first started in the fitness world, I joined the Manitoba Fitness Council and they had us, uh, you have to take a course, it's a group fitness certification. And the, on the first day, the instructor said to us, if you're in it for the money, get out. Now, does that mean that you can't make a living doing this? Of course you can. But if you're doing it because you're, you want to make money, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. It is not about the money. It's about the participants. It's about you offering value. It's about you offering your commitment to the craft of teaching Zumba or fitness. It's about you offering something for your participants. It's putting them first. Now, on average, I think over the years, I think I've broken even, but I'm okay with that because I also teach Zumba or other organizations that pay me an hourly rate. So I feel that the money that I'm getting from that helps to offset perhaps some of the losses that I might get doing my own classes. The reason I've been doing Zumba for so many years, and I still love doing it, is because it's part of who I am. It's, It's a passion of mine. I love teaching. I love teaching Zumba and sharing my joy, my passion, my love of the, I want to call it a, it's a fitness, but it's also dance and it gives me a chance to really use my creativity when I'm creating the playlists or, or finding songs. I like to look for those really kind of unusual, kind of goofy songs. Something that makes people laugh. And I love doing it too. And I call them my like crazy Zumba songs. But it's that connection with your participants over Zumba. Now let's talk about my podcast. I started, so I guess I I launched it was June 15th of this year. And it's crazy to think that I have recorded more than. 25 episodes, and I absolutely love what I'm doing. I never in my wildest dreams had I ever thought that I would be able to do a podcast, but here I am, and I'm loving it. It gives me a sense of purpose because it allows me to share my thoughts, my joy, and my love of coffee, of course, because after all, it's Coffee with Jenny B, but it's not cheap. There's a value associated with the podcast, but it's one that I am happy and grateful to contribute to, so to speak, because if I had to do it on my own, I would never have done it. Oh sure, I you know, I, I could learn how to edit and produce a podcast, but do I really want to? Let's go back to time this money. Is my time well spent learning and doing the the behind the scenes of a podcast? Or is it worth it for me to pay someone to do that? And so the answer is yes, it's definitely worth it. And so when I hired SNS creative, so Natalie and Shalinda, they look after everything for me. I don't have to worry about behind the scenes. They take care of it all. My only job, my only role, is to record the episodes, which I'm happy to do. So I don't need to worry about the behind the scenes. I don't need to worry about anything that they are doing, because that's what I pay them for. And so for me, it's definitely worth it. But I'm so fortunate that I get to teach at the University of Winnipeg PACE program so that allows me to do the podcast so it balances itself out and that's what allows me to continue with what I'm doing and I think sometimes people wish that they had more money oh I wish I could win the lottery I wish that you know I get money somehow and it's great to wish upon those things, but the chances of winning a lottery are, are, I don't know, I don't even know what, what the odds are, but the odds are huge. I think, I think you're more likely to get uh, struck by lightning than to win the lottery. <laughs> but I imagine sometimes if I did win the lottery, if I won a whole bunch of money, millions of dollars, what would I do? Well, first of all, I wouldn't stop doing Zumba, but I might create my own studio. I wouldn't stop doing a podcast, but maybe I would create my own studio, maybe combine the two, have my own Jenny B complex. I would still hire SNS Creative to do my podcast because again, time is money. I don't know that I want to learn how to do the back back end stuff. And I would donate to charity. And I think, my life would still be pretty much the same because, in some ways, I'm, I'm very much a creature of habit. I like the things that I like, but I might do more of it. And so I'm flipping it around in that, in this case, money would add some great value to my life. But when you think about people who have won lotteries, you know, millions of dollars, I'm, I'm talking not millions of dollars, and you hear that they went crazy spending. On all kinds of stuff because you are like, oh, I've got this money and now I can buy all the motorcycles and all the cars and I can jets and trips and this and that, and they go crazy, and they go bankrupt, and they're worse off than before they they won the lottery. So you have to think about the value that money is bringing you. You know, I think that some people think of money as, as something bad, filthy lucre, or You know, money is the devil. Yes, money can be a bad thing if you don't look at it in a more holistic and positive way. And it gets back to value again. What value is the money giving you? Is it enriching your life? Is it making you happy? Or is it a cause of worry? Is it that now you are consumed by greed? by jealousy, thinking that. There's a phrase called keeping up with the Joneses. That was from the early 1900s. It was from a comic strip called keeping up with the Joneses. And the whole idea was that whatever your neighbors had, you had to at least have that, if not more. So if they had two cars, you had to have three cars because that's how you were perceived as being equals. Because then you didn't want to be considered the the poor neighbor or the poor relative. And lately, keeping up with the Kardashians, you know what are they up to? So you want to strive to be like them, but at what cost? Putting yourself into debt, worrying about money, you know. There's there's the whole idea of being cash poor, meaning that you have investments, you have a house, you have cars but how much cash do you have in the bank? <laughs> so how much money do you have to pay your bills? And so at the end of the day, is it worth it to have all these things? And the answer is no, it's not. It is more important for you to be happy with what you have, to embrace a life that is not dominated by the idea of money, or how much money you have, or how much money you can earn. I did my coffee advent calendar. And for me, it was something different. It was something fun. And I put a lot of time into it. But for me, it was a labor of love because I love doing it. And I had two people ask me if I thought it was worth it. And so I had to stop and think for a second, what was my answer? And so here are the reasons why I thought it was worth it. Number one. It was something cool and unique, as I'd mentioned. Number two, it was telling people more about the coffee roasters in Manitoba and encouraging them to either listen to my podcast or to follow my page to learn more about coffee, because that's really what I'm about is connecting over coffee, talking about the coffee community and the coffee culture in Manitoba. Number three. It was forming a relationship with the roasters, because without our coffee roasters, the cafes and the coffee shops would not have coffee. <laughs> so they are a very important part of the coffee journey. And number four, about the money. Now, I'm not talking about making tons of money, but enough money to pay for the expenses associated. With putting this on because, you know, it wasn't free, but I'm happy to support local businesses and make them a part of this project. And so ask yourself when you are considering doing something, taking on a job, passion project, going out on your own as an entrepreneur, what is it worth to you? If you can say that it's worth your happiness, it brings you joy, makes life easier for you and others around. If you are contributing to a greater purpose, if it speaks to your why, why are you doing it? And if your sole purpose for doing anything is about the money, then you might want to reconsider why you are doing it. So until next time, Think about how much you're worth. Think about the worth that you are bringing to the world. Own your worth. Because it's not always about the money.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.
0: It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, Anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.